2: Welcome to A to Z Sports Powered as always by BetMGM. We are Nashville's on-demand network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline uh, and also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. I'm Austin Stanley. We're here with Jack Turntree of the Titan Up podcast. Uh, and so got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Like Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process, or see them in Lebanon. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm to your Health Plans get better with Farm to your Health Plans at FBHP.com/slash/atoz. The Aura app protecting your information online, and get a two-week free trial with our link Aura.com/slash/atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. They're online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Jack, uh, you guys, uh, I think it was Austin Huff you said, put out a poll on the Titan Up Podcast X account, Twitter account, of uh, kind of going and rating the the uh, job one year, the Titans, are rating the Titans one year after... Uh, the firing of John Robinson, there are four options in that Twitter X poll, uh, but we're going to get to that here in a little bit because we're going to start off with Will Levis' self-criticism of his game against the Indianapolis Colts, calling it the worst game that he has played on, as a Tennessee Titans quarterback. That was Sunday right after uh, the game was over in that press conference. But let's hear from Will Levis when asked about that again Wednesday at his regular press conference as Titan starting quarterback on how he had a chance to reflect on that game against Indy.
1: for the game, you criticized play and saying it's probably one of my worst games here in the uniform. After looking at the tape, you feel the same way? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I just think that, you know, there were just certain throws that really, I felt like could have changed the outcome of drives or games that I missed. And sure, I mean, maybe made, Better plays as a whole than comparison to some of the other games that I played, but I was just more so looking at the missed opportunities. So uh, definitely still a little disappointed, but I think going back and watching it, Denver as bad as you think it is, and felt like I you know took a lot from it. Mike said that he wants you to push the ball down the field and but not put it in harm's way. How do you feel like you've done with that so far versus maybe taking the safer throw that's there? I think I've done a good job with it. I mean, just continuing to assess what I feel like is appropriate for the situation. Um, I think that's one of the improvements I've made. Just even going back to even in college, just how I'm seeing it, assessing the risk, and making the throw when I feel like it's necessary um, or applicable to the situation. So, definitely areas to improve in there, and, and how I'm seeing everything. But I just need to keep you know doing a good job of protecting the football. Would you Would you say like your inaccuracy
2: has been on the good side of the spectrum in that? You haven't put the ball in a lot of danger, and the interceptions on for aren't sure.
1: There. Yeah, I think I've done. I've been relatively pleased with how how the balls came out of my hand, and I think just uh, that knee jerk reaction on Sunday was to just felt like, you know, just wasn't coming out as accurately or as wasn't putting it in the spots that I was wanting to as as uh, as often as I wanted to, you know.
2: So there's uh, Titans quarterback Will Levis saying, "Yeah, he agreed. It's still the worst game he's played in six games." Jack, do you agree? What do you think is the worst game that Will Levis has played in six as the Titans starter?
0: Well, I, I think that Will Levis is taking this approach because, you know, he's played worse games, but it, ne- it hadn't necessarily been his fault, right? He hadn't had the proper time to throw in some of those games where he started early. Um, the offensive line was just backpedaling into him, pretty much mm-hmm. in his lap for, you know, the entire Tampa Bay Bucks game. Um, I don't think it was his worst game because, look, he didn't turn the ball over. He threw a touchdown pass. I think he had like around a 90 quarterback rating, which isn't great, but isn't bad. Uh, I don't think it was his worst, but look, he definitely left some meat on the bone. There were throws he could have made. There were some crossing routes, some third down throws where it didn't seem like he really stepped into it, but it's all part of the process. What I do like about him is that he's his biggest critic. Right, you, you can tell that he wants to win. He's not complacent. We see a lot of young quarterbacks. Justin Fields is, is an example in Chicago where when things are going wrong around him, like Will Levis could easily point the finger at the offensive line or at Chig or, or Traylon Burks for dropping passes. Justin Fields has done that from time to time. Blame the offensive coordinator. You don't see yeah. that from Will Levis. He takes full accountability for what, for what his part is on the field. And we saw just on Sunday, you know, kind of, his will to win. And it feels like it's at that elite competitiveness level that we see some of the top quarterbacks in the NFL play at where, you know, he makes a mistake. He immediately sprints to try and make up for it. Ends up falling on a loose football and gets rewarded. It's, it's just little things like that, that will Levis does that is going to only help him with this fan base, but more importantly with the locker room and trusting him and believing in him as, you know, the cornerstone of this franchise, which a lot of people are hoping that he will be moving forward.
2: Yeah, so technically, Will Levis did turn the ball over once, uh, but he immediately got it back and turned it into a fresh set of downs. (laughs) So it was actually a a positive by turnover uh, technically there. So, you know, when I think of, like, what was Will Levis's worst game, I honestly think it was the game the week before against the Carolina Panthers. That's where I felt like he left a lot out there, a lot of meat on the bone of not being able to uh, go, you know, make certain plays. I think what what I do agree with Will Levis about is that in his maybe two worst performances, which were the Panthers game. And then I guess if we want to throw the Colts game in there, it's, it's his worst game because of missed opportunities, not because of mistakes made, but because plays that he didn't make that were there. I think against Carolina, there was a clear and obvious touchdown throw down the field to Hop that was yep. missed in the second half. Uh, there was a couple others that were missed in that game. Uh, then against the Colts, he took six sacks. I don't know the exact number on it, but I feel like three of them were because Levis was holding on to the football and not letting it loose. And that was more of a coverage sack or a Levis sack rather than an O-lineman getting beat uh, to give up that sack too. So uh, I think missed opportunities. He was under 50% completion rate against the Colts, 16 of 33. It's not great. Some of those were throwaways that he had to have happen, like dumping it at the feet of Tajay Spears on a failed screen attempt. Uh, others were totally his fault by not throwing the football in a catchable area for DeAndre Hopkins on a third and long go route, yeah. or, you know, things like that. And I'm like, all right, you know, at least give your guy an opportunity to draw a pass interference. And then, speaking of pass interferences, a couple of his incompletions were on plays where DeAndre Hopkins was clearly held, and they did not get called uh, by the officials. So, I definitely think Carolina was a worse performance compared to the Colts game. He threw a touchdown when they need to have a touchdown in late in that game in the fourth quarter. Went down there, put a drive together, threw a touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, uh, and then you know came up a little bit short. Uh, in overtime, unable to score a touchdown and being forced to settle for a field goal, where then you lost the game. But Will Levis, I think, played well enough to keep the Titans in contention. Um, it just, it was a wacky game from every type of angle, as we've talked about.
0: Yeah, isn't it interesting that he's saying this after the Titans scored 28 points, which is tied for the most points that they've scored since Levis took over with the win against the Falcons at home. Obviously, that that game went much Jack- better than the
2: since 2021 season is the most <laughs> points they've scored since the 2021 season
0: and Come he's on. still not satisfied he's actually upset with yeah. himself that's what I want to see out of the Titans quarterback that's you know if we want to turn the page and evolve into a, a high scoring offense then the quarterback has to you know has to feel like putting up 30 every, or not every Sunday, but any given Sunday is is a possibility. And Will Levis clearly believes that if everything goes right, the sky is the limit for the Titans offense. And, you know, they're hindered by the offensive line and, you know, kind of lack of talent at skill positions, but it's, it's good to see that Will Levis isn't satisfied with 28 points. He knows he can do better. I think that he can do better. And um, hopefully we start to see that down the stretch. They got some tough matchups, but, it's it's it, I just like you know there's a lot of tangible stuff to fall in love with with, with Will Levis the deep ball the you know you know he, he's he's improved in the short to medium range throws over the last few weeks but it's the intangible stuff that I'm really impressed about it seems like he's got great command of the offense he went at DeAndre Hopkins and a lot of people kind of were uncomfortable with that but I I think that that's a sign that you know he feels comfortable enough to get on to D Hop if they're not on the same page which, you know, it, even though he's much younger and much less established than DeAndre Hopkins is, is in this league, they're trying to win. They're doing everything they can to win. He's not afraid. He won't back down. And, you know, I just feel like there's a tenacity with Will Levis back there, at quarterback, that the Titans hadn't necessarily had. You know, he, he, he I, I believe that he has that killer instinct that we saw with Ryan Tannehill in 2019 and 2020, that we saw with Steve McNair. Um, but, you know, how can he... Turn that into efficiency. That's the next step in this whole development process.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, I agree. All right, so let's get to our first question of the day before we dive in uh, to our full one-year post-J-Rob firing. We'll talk about the poll question that's out there on the Titan Up Pod uh, Twitter account after one year of John Robinson's firing. But let's talk about Will Levis a little bit more. What's the best quality Will Levis has shown in his six games as the Titan starter? What's the best quality? that Will Levis has shown in his six games as the Titans' starting quarterback. But first, let me tell you guys all about our friends at the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know where to go and who you can trust to get you back to health, to not let that injury be a hindrance with your social life, your family life, your work life. In the Bone & Joint Institute, they've got all of that because they have all the experts and the resources in one building right there in Franklin, Tennessee. So no more different addresses around town because you got to go get your imaging here, your x-ray there, your rehab there. And maybe if you need a surgery, it's in a different building too. All of it, one place, the Bone and Joint Institute. It's so easy to get to right off of I-65 and Murfreesboro Pike in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org.
0: BetMGM is your place, your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. They've got a great promotion going on right now, where new users can sign up with BetMGM, and they're in plug in our bonus code ATOZ Sports, and you'll get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. So don't worry about it. Just sign up with your with, with BetMGM if you don't like your current sports book, want to get in the game, or just want to switch up your luck. Sign up with BetMGM and sign up with our bonus code ATO ATO. Oz Sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, they want you to start out in the green. They want you to take home a little money early. That's what keeps you coming back. So download BetMGM and use our bonus code ATOZ Sports.
2: All right. So here live on this Thursday morning, asking a question What's the best trait, the best quality that Will Levis has shown in his six games? For the Tennessee Titans, Jack, I'll send you to the chat, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you're watching the show, hit that like button because we need more people to like the show on Facebook and YouTube because that helps the conversation be better. Uh, So hit that like button, Jack. Uh, The comments to you go. The best quality for Will Levis so far as a Titan.
0: Yeah, Trey says leadership and arm talent. Uh, Curtis says luck. Toughness from John on Facebook. Poise from C.J., Leadership and arm talent. Another great answer from T. Shannon. Uh, accountability from Scott. We saw Levis take accountability after, you know, a, a decent but not good enough performance in the loss to the Colts. Pocket movement. He does have good pocket awareness. I.R. Hoshi chips in. Uh, toughness from Ryan Kennedy. Leadership from Lewis. His passion, says Guy. Uh, Andre, this is, this is becoming a theme. Leadership with Will Levis. You don't often see that in rookies. Will Levis does display some... Some nice leadership back there. Best quality, arm talent and leadership. Those two are kind of running away with this. Poise from Paul. Leadership from Matt. Accountability from Jaron. Um, competitiveness from JR. Arm talent from Connor. Um, his conviction from Brad. Uh, accountability from Ashley. Intensity from Patrick. Um, command of the huddle. And accountability from Orlando. So it's more of those intangibles we've been talking about. Um, arm talent from Billy I'll stop it here with Chris on Facebook before I get to my answer Chris says his grit now I do love Will Will Levis' toughness but let's like to thinking of some of like the quarterbacks whose best quality is toughness like Derek Carr really tough but not a great quarterback like if, if your best quality is toughness I feel like you're not fully where you need to be as a player, right? As, as, with efficiency, with arm talent, with accuracy, whatever it may be. If toughness is your best quality as a quarterback, I believe that you might have an underwhelming talent back there under center. With Will Levis, his arm talent is great. I, I think his best quality is the deep ball. I think over the next few years, Will Levis could evolve into one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL and I'm dead serious about that. Um, I, you know, Ladies love the long ball. The deep ball gets me going. It gets the people going off, and it puts butts in seats over at Nissan, and it will at the new stadium if Will Levis is still the Titans quarterback when that thing gets built. But to me, it's the deep ball. It's his, it's his fearlessness with the football. He's not afraid to let it rip. He'll throw it into double coverage sometimes. He'll trust D-Hop to go make plays, even though the third and 24 pass sailed out of bounds this past week. We've seen him countless times trust D-hop in jump ball scenarios down the field where he may not be open, but Levis is trying to throw him open and let D-hop work back to the football. So to me, I believe that his best trait is the deep ball, is his accuracy down the field. I think as time goes on and he gains more trust and a better rapport with some of his weapons, that that only improves and you bring in more talent. like We're going to talk about Rand Carthon here in a second, but Mm -hmm. I thought bringing in DeAndre Hopkins was going to help the Titans make a push for the playoffs. Well, that didn't necessarily go their way, right? But DeAndre Hopkins is absolutely expediting Will Levis's development by, you know, helping him out with some of these routes, helping him out down the field in these deep ball scenarios. I think Will Levis has the potential to be a top five deep ball passer in the NFL in a couple of years. I can't wait to see him grow. And, you know, that's the next step for this Titans offense is how do you become more explosive? Well, you've got a guy behind center who can really help with that. So you
2: I, I get what you're saying when you when you bring up the point about an intangible or a leadership or competitiveness, those type of things being the best quality is not necessarily being a good thing because you want your quarterback to have something physical or mental. I, I guess be the the best quality. man, I think uh I think I'm okay with me saying that will Levis' is best quality thus far is his fearlessness. Overall, I think it's the fact that he doesn't care. Like he is willing to do whatever it's going to take for him to be successful as a quarterback and it's a it's a mental makeup that I think Will Levis has that I truly wasn't expecting to see when the Titans drafted him out of Kentucky. Um I you know, I watched a lot of Kentucky games with Will Levis and I saw him make crucial turnovers in big situations and games that ended up being losses on Kentucky's uh, record. So, But his mental makeup and fearlessness, I think, is what is allowing him to showcase his physical tools, right? Because without his fearlessness and that mental makeup, maybe we don't see the arm talent. Maybe we don't see the deep ball accuracy that you were saying is his best quality. So I, I honestly feel like you have to have his mental makeup to have his deep ball accuracy because, you know, you see hesitancy. How many times, Jack, did we hear during the Marcus Mariota era, man, he just needs to let it rip, let it fly, like throw it, like get rid of it, like, and, and trust it. Don't try to aim it, throw it. And I think that's where Levis is benefiting because I don't know if it's being naive and not knowing any better. You know, if you're young, his press conferences are entertaining because he doesn't know any better of what not to say. He hasn't gotten truly brainwashed by the NFL way of saying words without saying anything meaningful uh, for 15 minutes. So he's telling us good stuff. Like he's being honest because he hasn't been brainwashed yet. And so I think that's that's a big deal for the Tennessee Titans if they can continue to harness that fearlessness into a positive manner. Because you don't want fearlessness to become recklessness. That's kind of the competitive balance that you're fearless, that's good. But as soon as it becomes reckless, now you're turning the football over. You're getting hurt, which means you're unavailable. And I think, you know who else had a really good balance of that? and I'm not comparing the two. I'm not I am not comparing Will Levis to Steve McNair. I'm not comparing those two quarterbacks in Titans history. I'm not. But Steve McNair had a great fearlessness to recklessness balance. And so far we've seen that from Will Levis and AK Bork brings up Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen has a rec- more reckless than he is fearless t- uh, too much there.
0: Yeah, and the chat's also bringing up Jay Cutler, which definitely you know falls into that same category as well, where he was just a little too, uh, you know, too reckless. And real quick before I, I follow up here, so somebody asked in the chat, what was Steve McNair's best trait then, Jack? If it's not toughness, and I think it's his, it was his clutch gene. I think every time in a in a big game where it's tied, going down the stretch or. Maybe the Titans need a score to win. McNair would always elevate his game and elevate everyone around him. So I think that McNair, while he was the toughest quarterback I think that's ever played the game, I believe his clutch gene was even more impressive from Steve McNair. But where you were hitting on kind of his mental makeup and everything, I do think wow. that for a 24-year-old, he's very advanced upstairs. Like, I, I I I truly believe that you know what he demands from his teammates, what what he sees, what he expects out of himself. It, this, this isn't like a, a rookie quarterback from a mental standpoint. It feels like he's been around for a while. There's no play that's too big for him. There's no moment that's too big for him. You know, he, he the fearlessness aspect is absolutely on display week in and week out with Will Levis. So I totally agree with your stance there.
2: Yeah, and um, I, I don't want this to go in the different direction, but I, I do have an interesting comment um, from somebody about the difference between Will Levis. Uh, and a guy that we haven't talked about in quite some time, uh, but we'll do that here in a second. The first Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. Krebskubota.com is their website. They are an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Krebs Kubota uh, has the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota line. They've also got the best warranties right there. Big or small equipment if you need a new trimmer for the yard, a new mower whatever type of mower you need. Maybe you've got a, a lawn that's on an incline and you don't want to mess around with uh, danger right there, but you also don't want to pay somebody to do that either. So you can just go get uh, Krebs Kubota and they have the right mower for your right situation. If you just need a, a piece of equipment for a rental project for the weekend, Krebs Kubota can do that as well. And they, they thrive on having the best customer service in the area across middle Tennessee for over 18 years in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online, KrebsKobota.com.
0: Check out these guys online at BetMGM.com. We've got a great promotion going on right now with them. Sign up, new users sign up with BetMGM. They're offering a first bet offer with a bonus code ATOZ Sports. You'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses, but you don't get access to that unless you sign up with our bonus code A to Z Sports. Then you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. If it hits you, that's great. You're already in the green. You're off to a great start. If it misses, BetMGM's got your back. You'll get a second chance to win some money. What other sports book is offering that right now? BetMGM with bonus code ATOZ Sports. Get some skin in the game and start winning with our bonus code ATOZ Sports.
2: All right. So uh, we're talking about the best quality for Will Levis, and we brought up a lot of the attitude comments and how uh, Will Levis approaches the game. and without going down a slippery slope here, we haven't talked about Malik Willis in a long time, right? Jonathan Hernandez says the difference between Malik's attitude and Will's attitude is a breath of fresh air. So look, I, I don't think Malik has a bad attitude, right? I, I think it's a difference of perspective of will Levis expected to be here. He expected to be in the NFL. And now that he's in the NFL, he is, going out and taking that goal further. Like that wasn't getting to the league does not seem to be Will Levis's goal. It's thriving in the league, becoming a franchise quarterback where with Malik, it's, Hey man, I'm just, you know, happy to wake up today. Today's another day. And as positive as Malik Willis is as healthy as that can be for many people, in the world of just, like, hey, let's not, you know, overthink this. You know, we woke up, we have a great chance to go out there and and, and make today good. It's it. There's a different level of fire between Will Levis and Malik Willis that I think you have to have at the quarterback position. You have to have fire, but you can't let it get out of control. And so, you know, it's not the fact that Malik has a bad attitude. It's more that Will Levis is showing that his, is a benefit, not just an even. Uh, mm. Right now with the Titan situation,
0: Will Levis has that dog in him, man. Drayden's on top of it right now. He does have that dog factor in him. It, it, it's great. He's like a bulldog. I mean, he really is. There's nothing he won't do to help his team win. And like you said, you know, the moment, the moment always felt a little too big for Malik Willis, even when it shouldn't, and even when the moment yeah. wasn't big. You don't see that with Will Levis. He's not starstruck. He's not caught up in the moment. He's always ready to make a play, and on third downs or in the fourth quarter when you really need it, we've seen him play some of his best football. Still not perfect, still a work in progress, but he's definitely not afraid of the moment.
2: Yeah. Uh, Major Key says, oh, Will Levis ain't got it. He's a Frenchy bulldog. Oh, come on. Like I, I think like anybody who's watching Will Levis play in the NFL – Is saying and saying something like Will Levis is not competitive or doesn't have that dog in him or however that you want to go and play into that trend. I think you're just being a hater, and this is coming from me, (laughs) who has been labeled a a Will Levis hater for over a year. So I I do think he's got you know that type of mentality that can you know take him to the next step. Now it's just about how can you harness it, control it, and coach it uh, to be uh, productive.
0: I mean, Will Levis has played in six games as a starting quarterback behind one of the worst offensive lines, if not the worst offensive line in football. And just about everybody across the NFL world has already tabbed him as the second-best quarterback to come out of this draft. I mean, that's impressive in its own right, right? And C.J. Stroud's had an incredible season. It's really hard to uproot him. But maybe, you know, with more time, more experience, better weapons, better offensive line, Will Levis maybe evens the playing field with Stroud down the road, but it's pretty impressive after just six starts that uh pretty much the NFL world has anointed Will Levis to be the second best quarterback in the NFL draft when he was drafted in the second round.
2: Yeah. And you look at now both Tannehill and Will Levis have six starts under their belt this season and the stats are completely different. You know, they have thrown for similar yards. Uh That's fine, right? They've thrown, you know, Will Levis has 1,266 yards he's got about 140 yards more over six games than Ryan Tannehill does. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill threw two touchdowns and six picks and Levis has seven touchdowns to two picks. Now, if you take Levis's best game out and Tannehill's worst game out, Levis has three touchdowns to two picks and Tannehill still has two touchdowns and three picks. And they've both been sacked 19 times. So I think like you remove the best of Levis and the worst of Tannehill and Levis has still been better. And more productive and has, you know, I, so it is, and look, the Titans are two and four in both of their quarterback six starts. So you got to win games and it's not all on Tannehill. It's not all on Levis to lose games, but still like something to kind of keep in mind when you're looking at comparing the two will Levis has definitely added an extra layer to this Titans offense that Tannehill was unable to give them because of whatever reason he was messing with. That we saw come to a head week one in New Orleans. All right, Jack, um, let's get on to this conversation about one year. It's been one year since the Tennessee Titans fired John Robinson. We have an interesting question to ask you guys here. I'll go ahead and throw up uh, the graphic on the screen. Uh, the Titan Up podcast, you and Austin have do a great job, obviously, but your Twitter account has this poll active right now. It's been one year today, this was yesterday, without John Robinson. How would you rate the Titans now? How would you rate the Titans now? Worse, just as bad, slightly better, or much improved? How would you rate the Tennessee Titans now one year after John Robinson's firing? At first, I'm going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's where you should turn for all of your health coverage needs. You know how you get a much improved health plan? You go to FBHP.com slash ATOZ, FBHP.com slash ATOZ to get started. Farm Bureau Health Plans has served Tennesseans for over 75 years across the entire state with 200-plus locations. Zach Bingham jumped on with Farm Bureau Health Plans over two years ago, saved 20% a month on his coverage overall, but got better coverage because of it. So lower rates, better coverage, the best of both worlds, much improved for Zach and his health plan right there with Farm Bureau Health Plan. It's so easy to get started, and they can tailor it to whatever your situation may be at fbhp.com ATOZ.
0: Guys, check out BetMGM. There's plenty going on in the sports world right now. It's the perfect time to get some skin in the game. Maybe you can make this Thursday night matchup, this grotesque Thursday night matchup, a little better by jumping in on a prop bet or something with BetMGM. But when you do, make sure to take advantage of our promotion Use our code A to Z sports and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, don't sweat it. If you lose that first bet, not a big deal. As long as you plug in our promo code ATOZ sports, the NBA is in full swing, the NHL is in full swing, college basketball is really getting going bowl season is upon us. So it's a great time to download BetMGM and sign up with our promo code ATOZ sports. The
2: BetMGM and games since remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for, for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee. Only new customer will offer all promotions, seven qualifications, and requirements. First, online real money with your only rewards You should non draw bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days and for a problem game sport called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. Jack, I'll throw the uh, graphic back up here from the Titanet Pod Twitter X account. It's been one year today, as in yesterday, uh, that John Robinson was fired. How would you rate the Titans now? Worse than before, just as bad, slightly better, or much improved. So, Jack, I will send you to the chat. What did everybody say?
0: Richie starts us off on YouTube with, the record says just as bad, and proof is in the pudding. This is a results-based business. So, Richie, you're spot on there. Jeff Rubel says just as bad. Stephen King agrees. Orlando also agrees. Just as bad from John. uh, Worse from Troy. Uh, worse from Hello Ladies. Ryan Kennedy, on the other side of things, a thousand times better with Ran in that seat. Um, obviously worse, says Brian. Derpy says worse, but rebuilding, bad management. Slightly better from Ashley. Worse from Brock. Um, much better direction-wise from Daph. Just as bad for Paul. Um, worse from Burning Devil. Deshaun agrees. Maniac also says worse. Worse. Um, as we move on here, slightly better from Ronnie. Top tier says worse, just as bad from Matt. Um, slightly worse, slightly better, slightly better, just as bad from Jesse on YouTube. Slightly better from Darius. Um, let's see, continue to go. I'll find one more. Jaren has much improved. Um, Austin, where do you stand on this? I want to hear where you stand first. Do you think the Titans after one year without John Robinson are in a better spot or in a worse spot? Or did they stay the same? Hmm.
2: I've been thinking about this and man, I'm, I'm truly going to have to like talk through my answer here because should I, this is me thinking out loud, Jack, if you want to be the devil or the angel, you can pick which one, which shoulder you want to be on. Should I hold the Titans off season? Marketing ploy against them of we're trying to win, right? Like we're gonna win, we're going for the AFCs. Like that—that that was not the reality, but that was their sales pitch, and that wasn't from like the season ticket salespeople. That's from the football people. The football people are, we're trying to win this year. So should I hold that against them in this discussion here? Because if I do hold that against them, it drastically changes my answer here. Because if they, if, if there was an understood, this is a rebuild year, then I'm looking at this of where are they in a building block moving forward. And so I'm getting answers to that question. Darren says, yes. Uh, Darren says they need to be honest. Uh, Orlando says, yes, they gave everybody hope. Andre says, absolutely, Austin held the Titans back. And Alex says, that was dumb. Set this team back another year. So, and look, they were not going to cut Ryan Tannehill because I I saw that come up uh, here that, you know, you should have cut Tannehill. Nate, if we cut Tannehill, invest in the O-line, started Levis, the record would be better. If you cut Ryan Tannehill... You still would have had the same amount of salary cap to make it better than you did without cutting Ryan Tannehill. You know, the the dead cap on Tannehill was a detriment to the entire situation. And that's not Ryan Tannehill's fault either. That's Julio Jones acquisition and restructure and all that. So to flash the options back up here on the on the graphic, worse, just as bad, slightly better. Because the Titans tried to sell us a playoff goal, I'm going to say the Titans are just as bad. They're not Mm. worse than before because there is a hope of future, but they are just as bad because the plan collapsed right there in their face. Ryan Tannehill was bad early. Andre Dillard was atrocious. Atrocious that made Ryan Tannehill worse. And then... You just had things falling apart. Christian Fulton in a contract year had to be better. was awful. So my official answer, Jack, the Titans are just as bad.
0: I think one you made year an after
2: John Robinson,
0: I think you made an important distinction when you brought up the expectations, because look, we're just a, a little over a year and a half removed from the Titans securing the number one seed in the AFC last year, the expectations were high and you got off to that seven and three start. There was plenty of expectations, to repeat and do more damage in the playoffs Tannehill got hurt that dream fell apart and the titans lost their last seven games this season they did try and sell us on a dream that the afc south was possible you go out and make moves you bring d hop in which you know to a lot of the fans says hey they are going to be competitive they are they are trying to upgrade their wide receiver room and go for this thing but To me, this question is about now. It's not about the future. I absolutely agree with you. The Titans are better set up for the future right now than they were last year under J Rob's command. I think that Rand Carthon's first draft class had a lot to do with that, um, with hits like Skoransky, Levis. We'll still see, you know, Jerry's still out on him. Tajay Spears looks really good. Josh Wiley's been a contributor. Jalen Duncan has, you know, not performed well, but has, you know, found a role on this Titans team drafted on day three from the Titans. But to me, I, I think that I'm looking at this question a little bit differently than you. I, I'm looking at it through the lens of a Titans fan. And Austin, this year has been probably the most frustrating season of Titans football since Ken Wisenhunt was in charge. We're we're, uh, we're in a bad spell the last 20 games. I think they've won four or five games in the last 20. And that's just unacceptable. I, I think the Titans right now are worse than they were with John Robinson. As a fan, I'm not having a whole lot of fun turning on the TV on Sunday. Like I love doing our game day shows, Austin, but mm-hmm. when the Titans have the football and the lights are on, it's it just it's ugly and it's hard to watch at times. This is the worst product that I've seen the Titans play since Ken Hunt was in charge. And we get let's 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 go by the numbers here. DVOA is a stat that measures efficiency. The Titans are right around the same. Like, they're 23rd this year in DVOA compared to 24th last year. Not a big change. Where I have my issues is the one-score games. They lost six games by one score in 2022. They've already lost five games by one score, and they're bound to lose more down the stretch here. So that's an area where the Titans have to win. The, The Titans' identity when everything's going well is toughness, winning in the trenches, and finding a way to win close games going on the road to beat superior teams. We've seen them do this. We held them to that standard last year. This year, it, it, they haven't been able to put any of that together. I think because I'm not turning on the TV and seeing a competitive product you know, more often than we've been used to, that I think the Titans are worse off this year. But I do understand the future is a little bit brighter now with a rookie class that you can kind of hang your hat on but right now, I, I think the Titans are in a worse spot than they were last year. They're not competitive in some of these games.
2: What games have they truly been not competitive in? Jacksonville, Tampa,
0: Tampa Bay. Let me pull Cleveland. up the schedule because uh, Cleveland. Cleveland was a blowout. Uh, yeah, I think it, that's
2: it, that. Uh, that's it. I think.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. That is the three games. I mean, Baltimore they had to really scratch and claw to make that. A that was. Game. But it
2: was still competitive. Like they had. They, they were they right just, there
0: in London. They lost by 20 to the Jags.
2: Yeah, the J- Jags, Tampa, and, and Cleveland. It's those three. And, and Borks is soon to be Miami.
0: Yeah, and they, they got, got Miami coming, yeah. Which is a convenient time for Christian Fulton to find a hamstring injury, I will say. That's a business decision.
2: <laughs> yeah, overtime, a first and goal from the five is a convenient time for Christian Fulton to have. Uh, oh, know, an,
0: terrible. Hamstring injury. Poor Christian
2: And Fulton. so, you know... Trey says, oops, "Excuse me. Uh, there are uh, four games they could have won if surefire TD passes were caught." Yeah, like true. The
0: they, Saints they, game was the most winnable of the year. I mean, everything went wrong in that Saints game, and they oh, still
2: the Colts. The damn Colts game—they should have won if they could make an extra point, mm-hmm. even with all the other disaster. Still. Should have won that game 26-25. Now look, the Colts would have played that very differently after that if it was down by one instead of tied. Uh, but yet, and then Trey brings up the Steelers game. The Steelers game was absolutely winnable. The Saints, no doubt about that. Both Colts games, uh, he says. So, and that's the NFL, though, right? The NFL yeah. is the fact that you lose or win one score games, and that's that's about it.
0: The chat's on on, – they've got a good point, and I'll pull up a few of these comments. Coaching has lost several of those games. Um, Coaches' adjustments has has kind of cost the Titans. We've we've seen that in a few different comments from a few different people in the chat. And I will say that since Vrabel took over, this is probably the one season where coaching has made the biggest difference in a negative way. I do think the Titans have given some games away in which they should have won if simple adjustments had been made, simple tweaks – They can't figure out, you know, which buttons to press where, you know, from 2019 to 2022, it really felt like, or through halfway through the 2022 season, the Titans coaching staff was pushing all the right buttons, usually, well, aside from Todd Downing. But this year, coaching has hurt them more than it has helped them. Is that on Rand Carthon? Absolutely not. So that's another aspect we have to kind of throw into this thing.
2: Sure. All right. A couple of comments here I want to get to about this. Uh, You know, trying to figure out where the Titans are moving forward and the foundation uh, that they do have, that is the good thing, of cleaning up uh, the job that John Robinson left one year after being fired. I'll talk about a, a cleanup job that went pretty well at my house last week, and that was by Chim Chimney, one of our great partners on the Titan Game Day live shows this entire season. Chim Chimney is where you should turn for all of your chimney in fireplace needs. They do the job right the first time. And they did that at my house uh, last week when they came by to check out the new place, the new fireplace to make sure that we could start uh, with the new gas logs and get things cozy, nice and warm for this cold winter. And chim-chimneyinc.com is where to go. I love the coolest thing about Chim Chimney is that when they were on the way uh, to my house, I got, a, I got the call, right? Hey, we're on the way. But I also got a link. And I got to track exactly how far away they were. So I got to continue to go to work. I got to do my meetings and I knew exactly, oh, he's five minutes away, start prepping the house and all that kind of stuff for him to come in and get the job done uh, and, and really honestly help us out because it wasn't about trying to find problems to charge us to fix. It was trying to find problems that we needed to fix to make sure that when we have a fire in our fireplace, it is safe. And when we have crazy weather outside, that our chimney is in a good spot overall so chim chimney doing the right job the first time so check them out at chim-chimneyinc.com don't forget those dryer vents some of the most flammable things in your house chim chimneyink.com.
0: you can trust chim chimney just like you can trust betmgm if you want to get some skin in the game you want to start sports betting or maybe you just want to switch up your luck and change sports books betmgm is your home for sports betting download the app Sign up with our bonus code, A to Z Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. It's a great offer. They've got plenty of selection. It's easy to navigate. There's great future bets up at all times on BetMGM. Some stuff you won't find elsewhere. They've got it all, so make sure you sign up using our promo code, A to Z Sports, to take advantage of this great offer where you get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses only at BetMGM.
2: All right. So some chats here, as we're talking about the cleanup job, the Titans have done. So we both think that they're either just as bad or maybe worse than they were a year ago. Andre says he gives a C minus overall good draft and Deandre Hopkins, not much to work with, but some bad decisions made some areas worse. Dillard, uh, David Long, Jr. Leaving Fant not being brought in Aaron Brewer rode the fence on that decision. Like I, and I heard uh, Mike Herndon talk with you guys on the Tighten Up podcast this week about Aaron Brewer. Aaron Brewer, really good at run blocking, really bad in pass protection. So it's it's kind of a feast or famine there with that $2 stake. Aaron Brewer, who is, as Mike Herndon put it, just being a mediocre pass blocker away from potentially being a top 10 center.
0: <laughs> That's how good he is at run blocking. Yeah, he's that good where he just has to be mediocre in the past game. And then you have a top 10 center, you know, if he can get the snaps under control as well, that's been an issue yeah. with times this year in key situations. But yeah, I, I obviously if Aaron Brewer can round out his game, he's going to be an asset moving forward.
2: Yeah. And so I think uh, that's Andre's chat. Then Rooney says uh, Buck said have to get rid of the rot when talking about rice. So true. And I think Monty rice situation And getting rid of the rot, yeah. And I think Jeffrey Simmons had it and said it uh, after the London game, something along the lines of, if we have players that don't want to be here, then we need to figure that out so we can make those changes. And Mike Vrabel echoed that sentiment of get rid of that rot if there is rot. Identify it and then get the hell out of here. And maybe that was Monty Rice. And I think it's interesting that Mike Vrabel was asked about Monty Rice and he just... Was like, yep, didn't work out. So, Monty will go somewhere else to find another opportunity, but didn't work out here. And I think, uh, I don't necessarily think Monty Rice is going to have it work out anywhere else if that's the attitude that he's going to continue to uh, approach his professional career with. But a lot of talent with Monty Rice, but um, he was definitely looks to be part of the rot. And how you allow uh, a backup linebacker to be a part of the rot, you know, all it takes is one bad grape to start ruining the whole batch that you got from the grocery store. And uh, Michael says that Vrabel is the rot. Okay. Andre oh, look. Vrabel <laughs> could, could very well be the rot. Uh,
0: there, there's plenty of reasons to be upset with Mike Vrabel. But when we're talking about Monty Rice, another major J-Rob draft disappointment where, you know, you let David Long, who was nice when he was on the field for the Titans, you let him walk. And you believe Monty Rice is the, you know, is the, is the heir apparent there. And he completely lets you down. It just feels like whenever the Titans needed a J-Rob draft pick to step up and fill a void, they were never capable of doing so. And that became such a trend that the Titans had to cut ties with them.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, David Long Jr. is right, brought up right there. And then uh, tighten up Tony says, and Jayon Brown. Like, well, I think Jayon Brown's body failed. him. Like Jayon Brown's it, it ran its course, unfortunately, because Jayon's a good dude and uh, played a lot of good football here. But, you know, that happens. And so I think overall, when, when we're looking at the cleanup job one full year after John Robinson's firing, you, you have to look at the foundation being set up for the future. And I think the good thing about it is you can point to this rookie draft class and say, I see it being built. I can see the game plan, right? Peter Skronsky, a foundational piece in the offensive line, looks like he's going to be a hit. Is he an all-pro ceiling? I don't know. But he's at least a pretty damn good, reliable piece you can count on in the interior for a long time. Will Levis has shown the capability of being a game-changing running back. Tajay Spears in the third round clearly is a game-changer when he has the reps and opportunities as a running back. Then you go into Josh Wiley. I like him. He has a lot to grow, but I like what Josh Wiley has shown. Jalen Duncan, Duncan, see Josh Wiley, Colton Dowell, special teams, positive to this point. So that six offensive draft picks so far, you're seeing five of them have significant roles. And the other guy, seventh rounder having a game day role where a previous draft pick in the fifth round is inactive active because of Colton Dowell and Kyle Phillips.
0: Yeah, totally with you there. It's a, it was a great class. It looks to be, I should say a great class from Rand Carthon. And that's, that's how you build moving forward. It, it's, re, but really Rand Carthon's not going to be judged on his first draft class. At the end of the day, the Titans were, you know, they want to get back to playoff relevancy. How do you do that? You go out and you make the most of your uh, free agency period with all this money they have—that ninety-plus million dollars that they've got in their pocket. How does he spin that? Because not missing on the draft is one thing, but when you go out and spend, you know, fifteen million dollars a year on a certain player to help you out in a position you really need him, that that player also has to hit. Those misses are going to hold you back more than draft misses will. So, Rand Carthon, while it's—I mean—it's hard to really critique him from his first season, although the Andre Dillard uh, signing is a black eye on his resume early. He's going to be judged on what he does over the next six months. Right. And up and up through the summer, really through training camp. So we'll see how he does in free agency, but that's going to be the determining factor on whether or not the Titans can get back to a spot where they feel like they can compete in a very competitive AFC.
2: Yeah. uh, Tony's comes back and says that J Rob's first class was great.
0: 2019, Uh, probably the best draft class the Titans ever had.
2: Well, first class was great. The last three were poverty. And we talked about this yesterday with uh, Sam and I. And the first class, it was Jack Conklin, who was good here, had injuries up and downs. And I don't want to revisit the lack of picking up the fifth-year option. The Titans made the right move there uh, in that situation. From that 2016 class, you got Derrick Henry and Kevin Byard. You also got some good role players like Jayon Brown, and I believe Tajay Sharp came from that class as well, who immediately improved your wide receiver group until you were able to draft over it. Then in 2017, yeah, Corey Davis, Adore Jackson, you could have been better there. But overall, uh, you were solid in that, in that class. And then in 2018, 2019, you get guys like Harold Landry, Big Jeff, A.J. Brown. The 2019 class was just like all hits besides DeAndre Walker.
0: Crookshank in the fifth in 2018 was a nice pick
2: for sure, and so then you build that, and then you had the collapse of the last three drafts 2020, 21, and 22, where Roger McCreary is really the only redeeming quality that you can lean on moving forward for this team. And look, any team building is all about how you recruit and how you draft, whether you're in college or you're in the pros, you have to stack classes on top of one another. And you've got to be able to deal with the a hit rate that's going to be good enough consistently to give you year over year success. Like it took Kirby Smart a few years to get Georgia to be back-to-back national champions because he was getting like three consecutive number 1 recruiting classes. If anybody wants to try to compete in college football, you have to have three or four consecutive top five recruiting classes. If you don't, there's a hole in it in the game. There's a hole in the Mm -hmm. roster. In the NFL, if you have three really good drafts in a row, maybe you go to the AFC Championship game in 2019. But then you have three ugly-ass drafts in a row, and that leaves you with five wins and 15 losses in a 20-game stretch. That's (laughs) literally cause and effect.
0: Yeah. A couple comments I want to get to here. Uh, let's get to sh- a super chat coaching, coaching, coaching. You have to game plan around your weakness. Uh, apparently we can't sell self-scout very well. That is important to know your weakness and then find a way to mask that weakness. I think the Titans have struggled in that department this year. Um, another thing back to the free agency discussion, J Rob signed Vic Beasley. It wasn't just Vic Beasley, although that may be the worst signing that he made. Genevieve Clowney didn't pan out. Julio Jones was a failure. I mean he missed in big areas where Titans desperately needed these players to hit. Bud and Dupree. Bud Dupree. Like you you can miss in the draft and still be okay as long as you bring in vets that can, you know, fill the void. But you can't exactly. miss.
2: We just, just listed one position. Both. That was one position.
0: <laughs> yeah, just an edge rusher. Well, Julio Jones is well on offense. Yeah, right? it's fair. You, you just you can't miss in the draft and free agency. If you miss in the draft, you gotta hit in free agency. If you miss in free agency, you gotta hit in the draft. I'm looking for the day where the Titans can hit in both. Maybe that's this upcoming season. We'll see.
2: All right, uh, another super chat before we move uh, over here. Andre says, uh, Need X's and O's schematic coach, not a rah-rah motivator. Vrabel uh, lets strong coaches leave. Pease and Schwartz, defensive head coach with bad defense. Too many yes-men. I mean, Dean Pees ps retired. Like, come on. And then Jim Schwartz is a different not situation. a great job. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I also
0: and- don't really view Vrabel as a rah-rah guy. He's strictly business most of the time. I understand he can get his team fired up when he needs to, but he he doesn't, I I don't know if I would classify him as a rah-rah guy.
2: Mike Vrabel is a CEO type head coach.
0: Yeah. Strictly business. Yeah. Suit and tie, Jack Del Rio fit. That's how I, that's how I think Mike Vrabel likes to think. He's
2: modern day CEO, which is not suit and tie. It's, it's just the, the the laid back, um, you know, nice fitness gear. All right, so uh, let's go ahead, Jack, and get to the Magic Bucket like we do every Thursday on the show. Magic Bucket time. Let's get it right. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai, our friends in Lebanon. Go make them a part of your new car buying process. It's the perfect time to get a new car uh, this time of year, the end of the year. They are just had this inventory sitting there just waiting for you to come by and scoop it up for a great price go see Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon online at wilsoncountyhunday.com. Jack, I have the magic bucket here. Uh we had planned on I think after the show today we're going to go through your list of magic bucket things Let's and do it ready for next week, right? So this Pretty is
0: uh, I'm excited for you to lay lay your eyes on these. Yeah,
2: after after our post game show at Acme on Sunday, we were going back and you know cuz we carpool because we're environmentally friendly. And right. we don't want to pay a hundred dollars in parking. We'll we don't $10. take
0: private jets around the city like Taylor Swift and some of these other people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the the Kardashians. The, yeah. Yeah. If we didn't, if we didn't carpool, it would legitimately be a hundred dollars in parking down there. So that, that's, that makes all the sense. Right. So, all right. So we'll, uh, we'll have those ready. So bucket time. Here we go. This one's going to be for me first. If I can balance this. Um, oh, you know what? Damn. I haven't done the soul patch.
0: Ooh, that's fun.
2: Okay, tomorrow I'll combine these two. I will wear. I will draw a soul patch while I th- also I think wearing, you to.
0: You don't. You don't have to grow one. I think an all-natural soul patch would be good for next Thursday if you get that thing going a little bit.
2: Uh, I was planning on shaving this weekend, hmm. uh, but maybe I'll shave today and just leave that.
0: I'd love to see an all-natural soul patch from you. That would be okay. fantastic. With sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spike your hair. Maybe get a little bomber jacket. Hey, or hey, 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 hey,
2: hey, 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 hey. <laughs> not, not too far. Yeah, let's we'll do two things. Golly. All right, this one's for uh, for Jack. Don't you have to tie a tie as well?
0: Uh Yeah, I can bring one in here. I I don't know how. I forgot to YouTube it. How about we oh. postpone that to next Thursday as well? Because I'll come ready.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> this, is a good, this is a good payoff. And Jason says, Austin, you have done the soul patch before. No, I haven't. I forgot. So now I have to do it again. And also So I'm doing a double. All right, uh, Jack, just for the immediate payoff, you have to give us your best fart noise with your mouth.
0: Oh, I've already done that you have you yeah i've done that
2: dang it this is why we're gonna have all these new ones coming up next week you've done the alphabet as fast as you can that one needs to go in the trash everybody's done it. all right okay here's what we gotta do you did this i get to flip it back on you as many team mascots as you can right Okay. I'll let you. I'll let you pick the league. We can't do the SEC because we just did that. On my side. Name as many team mascots as you can in thirty seconds. I will let you pick the league. You, now, quickly! Don't be trying to game plan. No, we, I'm not. No. I'm trying to think. I of need. The league. I need a league in the next ten seconds. Okay. Eight. Okay. Seven, six.
0: Mm. Five.
2: Four. Three.
0: Uh, big 10.
2: Okay. All right. Let me bring up the big 10 mascot names
0: kind of regretting that and my clock. All right.
2: Yes. Remember my location for a day, Google. Damn. All right. <clears throat> I've got the big 10 mascot names ready i will start my 32nd clock when you say the first mascot name
0: okay this is gonna be bad uh okay i'll start brutus um the nittany lion i don't even know if it has a name sparty the spartan from michigan state uh other big 10 schools wisconsin's got the badger what's his name benny the badger um Continuing, Nebraska. I don't think that they even have one. Michigan definitely doesn't have one. Um, oh, other ones? Wisconsin, Iowa State. They don't. I don't do the Cyclones have one? Iowa I State's
2: in the Big Twelve.
0: Oh, that's right. Iowa though. Um I, I don't know that Iowa has one. I picked the hardest league. I think. <laughs> mm, Northwestern. <laughs> Smalley, oh, yeah.
2: You did get three corrects. So the three you got correct were Bucky Badger nittany Lion and Sparty. You Brutus? Missed... Br- I'm sorry, Brutus the Buckeyes, which Okay,
0: got. I didn't get the badger. Yeah,
2: you, know, you said uh you said a different B name. Um, so you got three right, Brutus, Nittany Lion, and then Sparty. Uh the th- the ones you missed are the
0: Boilermaker Special. Okay.
2: Yeah. I don't even know what- Oh, wait, that's a bonus one. Bucky the Badger, as I mentioned. Goldie the Gopher. Herbie Husker.
0: So they do have one in Nebraska.
2: Yep. Uh, Herky the Hawk. Herky the Hawk.
0: That's Iowa. These are hard.
2: Then you got Lil Red is actually Nebraska's too. Purdue Pete. Purdue Pete. Testudo is the Maryland Terp, and then Willie the Wildcat.
0: Well, I said Wally. I came close. Yeah, that was just a guess. Okay, so, well, those be. are definitely the hardest. That's definitely the hardest league, although, and, they,
2: and not all, well, not, not all teams are represented.
0: I know because no, Michigan doesn't have one, so
2: no Michigan. Uh, no Rutgers. I'm sure there's a Scarlet Knight. It's just not listed. This might be an old, outdated list. Regardless, you still got three. So
0: Yeah, that, that was tough. I made it hard on myself. I shouldn't have picked the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, well, that's okay. All
0: right, well, next <laughs> week I'm tying a tie for the people. So yeah, right. we'll get back on the road. All
2: right, guys, that'll do it for us. And because of our Magic Bucket fails, you all get 40% off all of our merch at shopa to Z Sports, Please buy our stuff. At shop.azsportsnatural.com to get forty percent off because Zach and I don't want to have this in our houses. I think we got it till the end of the year, so we're getting uh, down there on having to get this stuff out of here before we have to host host it as our merch is moving. So please, please, please buy our stuff so we don't have to have it in the garage. And like the show before you go, like Devin said earlier, what are you doing holding out? What are you doing holding out with that like? Just hit that like button for us. Yeah, nothing else to do. Hit the like button on Facebook and YouTube before you head out the door. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Friday. Appreciate it as always.